John. The same came for a witness, to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but he was sent to bear witness of that light. My, my, my. That was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh unto the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on the name, which were born not of the blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Our Father God, we won't ask you to anoint your word because you've already anointed it. You've anointed the service here this morning, O oh God, and you've taken your own precautions, hallelujah, to bring peace, hallelujah, in the midst of a storm. I thank you for each and every individual here, Lord, because I pray that they touched you this morning, that they felt something different in their spirit, hallelujah, because your spirit is life and it's light and it pulls us out of the darkness that this devil tries to keep us in to go against and bicker against one another and to think bad things that's not even true, Lord. Hallelujah. I thank you for bringing the light into darkness. I thank you, O oh Lord God, for all that you do because we are your kids and you love us, O oh Lord God. Even when we're bad, you love us. Hallelujah. So we thank you that we could just call on that name of Jesus and you show up and bring peace in the middle of our storms. I ask God that you would, hallelujah, touch this word today. Anoint my mind. Anoint the minds of those that's going to receive your word. In Jesus' name I do pray. Amen. 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 You may be seated in Jesus' name. Not a little different service today, but a lot of different service today. And this is what we need every week. If you would do this in the mornings when you come in, instead of examining the the, the paint in the hall and the and the chips and and uh, and our bathrooms, I know they all look really good because uh, uh, me and brother Nibs we put a lot of times in the bathrooms, and I know it all looks great. But why don't you come in here? in the sanctuary when you get here in the morning and start talking to the Lord like you did this morning and you will have a service like you've never had every single time. Amen. Amen. Is God a product of our imagination? For those out there that's not sure, listen to what you're going to hear here this morning. Without the Holy Ghost, hallelujah, sometimes the devil will come along and confuse our mind. But is God a, a product of our imagination? Those without the Holy Ghost, I think, might ask that. They might ask them to look at the sky. Ask them to look up at the sky, those that's really not sure there is a God. Because so many times I've heard, even before I was in the church, I would hear people say, well, it was just wrote by men, wasn't it? 
And then naturally you've got to go on to say, yes, anointed men, but they don't know what that is. But I want to try and clear some things up today. 200 billion stars? Just in the Milky Way galaxy itself is what scientists, I'm giving you scientists, not me. I don't, I don't know nothing about that. I don't even own a telescope. But scientists tell us that there's, 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 there's 200 billion stars just in the Milky Way galaxy. And there's billions of galaxies and they're still expanding. Where does it end, I thought? How did it begin? Listen up. Because it's kept me up for nights. Just look at creation, I thought. So many different varieties. So much beauty. The circle of life. How did it all come to be, I thought. Why does it work in such perfect synchrosy? Come on, I want to take you to a spiritual level now. I want you to forget about your car payments. They'll be there after service. I want you to forget about your problems. I want you to get into a spiritual realm here and listen to what saith the word of the Lord. How did it all come to be? Just look at the ethics to, to morals, I thought. A common sense of right and wrong shared by people in different countries all over the world and at different times of history the morals were always there who put them there how did it happen murder was always bad courage is always good who programmed us if there was not a God to do it just look at his word examine his wisdom I thought Experience his stories. Look at its preservation throughout all of time. It's been going on for thousands of years. How did it remain so well, intact, despite the opposition, the wars, the disbeliefs, the atheists, and yet it continues to stay together for thousands and thousands of years. Just look at the empty tomb. Look to the resurrection. Yes. <laughs> so many of those who claim to have seen him after he rose from the dead. Right. 500, the Bible tells me, one place. Amen. 500 at one time. After he was dead, after he died. With that kind of a testimony I thought on their lips, would they die for a lie? <laughs> or did they really believe who they seen when he rose from the dead would you if you're dying and leaving would you lie or would you tell the truth no I really never did see him no they said I seen him I was a part of the crowds that seen him walking and then they took their last breath and died and closed their eyes
just to look at him. I thought, no other man in history has caused so many questions. Stirred so many hearts. You should see how I spelled so, so, stirred so, S-I-O. I was not a little I got between that S and O. Stirred so many hearts, given so many answers. Could he be who he really said he was? I started on some of the stuff that was in my mind yesterday. I went to lunch with, uh, with, uh, with Brother Benson. And man, he was firing stuff back at me from across the table. Give me more, give me more, give me more. And then I was firing this stuff that I, that I, I could memorize what, what I was writing because he called me oh, 6.30 yesterday morning and wanted to go to lunch. At this time, people usually have breakfast first. <laughs> but I was on my computer writing. My, my, my. Maybe he's not a product of our imagination, I thought. He's far more than anyone of us could ever imagine, and it's all still truth. Amen. Hallelujah. We can't imagine the stuff he imagined and did. It's so big and so powerful, there's no way it could be a lie or untrue. Who is God? How much time you got? Man, I could tell you all day long. My mind's moving today. God is unchanging. That's who he is. The weather changes, I thought. Fashions change. Even change changes. But God hasn't. Because he said he won't. He said, I'm the same today, yesterday, today, and tomorrow. So you don't have to expect him to all of a sudden turn his back and walk away from you. Because he's not going to change like that. You can count on his word. He's not, he's not going to do that. My, my, my. He's the same. Hebrews 6, 17 and 18. I did put some of these scriptures down because I was busy looking them up for you. God is unparalleled. He's unique. I wanted to see what unparalleled really, really means. So I looked it up. And it said unique, right. rare, matchless, right. none like them, right. unique. <laughs> Look these words up. Right. You can't open this Bible, hallelujah, without going crazy at your desk, just wanting more, 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 more. If I only could get you to do it, right. Right. I'd have to pull you off the fans. Nobody comes close to his power. <laughs> Creativity. Nobody comes close to his wisdom. Or even his love, I thought. A lot of arrogant people believe they are close. But they are far, far, fall short. There's no one like him. Isaiah 40 says in 13 and 14, nobody like him. Who is this man called Jesus? I made the mistake of saying that to, to Benson across the, the table from me. Who is this man called Jesus? And he wouldn't shut up. Amen. I said, I'd like to eat. He's a walking encyclopedia. 
83 years old. God is even ungoverned. We need to have the police, I thought, to help us out. God forbid if they ever get rid of the police. My, my, my. Vote against that thing. You need them. You need them, people. Hallelujah. My, my, my. Crime is what, doubled or whatever since, since uh, they've been threatening this. So God is ungoverned, though. But we need the police, I thought. We need security guards. We need the politicians to make the laws and write the laws for protection for us, but not God. He doesn't need them. He holds the position of king of kings, First Timothy told me. Hallelujah. 656. Six. He, he doesn't need their protection. He's the king of kings, lord of lords. My, my, my. God is even uh, uh, untouched. Untouched. If you sneeze near me, I might get COVID. Not him. You could sneeze right in his face and he won't get sick. Imagine that. I might catch your cold. I don't know if I can catch an allergy, but don't sneeze on me anyway. No sense taking a chance. I become contaminated once you sneeze on me, but not him. He's always crystal clean. Think about this guy that we call Jesus, a God manifested in the flesh, seen of angels, preaching unto the Gentiles. My, my, my. Imagine seeing the angels and then coming here and preaching on, unto the Gentiles, caught up into glory. Back home he went. A fragment of our imagination. Mm. I can really go on some trips with my mind if I don't watch it. But I can't even figure some of the stuff that he's figured. He's untouched. Can't become contaminated. Can't become sick. You can't make him sick. No outbreak of sickness or sin can contaminate him, I thought. He's holy. He's righteous. No matter how sick the world gets, according to 1 Samuel 2 and 2, he is going to stay righteous. He has no birthday. He had no beginning. He's got no end. My, my, my. He had no childhood. He had no mother. He had no father. No, no influence, influences um, uh, uh, listed on, on his re resume. How could you hire somebody like this? You don't even know where you were born or when you were born. Who's your mother? What do you mean you don't have one? Who's your father? What do you mean you don't have one? Where do you live? What do you mean you live all over? Can you imagine his resume? No childhood. No one put God in power. No one can take him out of power, according to Psalms 91 and 2. He is even unlimited by brain capacity. Time, relationships, overloaded responsibilities. You and I, I thought we, 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 could be, we, could, we could be at one place at one time, but not him. He could be all places at all time. He's in Japan right now. He's in Russia right now. And yet he's in here touching us. 
Do you know who you are? Do you know what your inheritance is? The churches should be packed. If we were having a lottery drawer right here today, boy, it would be. But I'm talking about eternal life. We're not living here. This isn't living. Our life is going to start when we get to where we're going. That's when it's going to start. That's when it starts, when we get to our eternity. We're not living here. This is just testing time. See what you're made out of. See if you really, really, really love them. I'm talking about love. You know what the knowledge of, of, of love is according to Psalms 147, 4 or 5? It means God can take care of us. Taking, talk, talk, if, 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 talk about love. If you hear so much about the, the, the word love, but let me, let me say uh, something about human, uh, human, human love. Human love, I find it, um, especially if you want to watch Hollywood, it's convenient. <laughs> it suits the needs of a person at the time. And it works into their schedule. That's what, that's what human love is. But God's love is eternal. Amen. Study love. You could, you, could, you, could, you could stay on that for as long as you want to go. And you could learn more and more and more. You, you, you're always on his mind. The one you love, are they always on your mind? Because you are always on his mind. And I think what I last I heard was 7.5 billion people on this planet. And they're all on his mind. Come and go as you wish, I thought. But he's always there. He's always there. Human love. I, I, I really had to think a lot about it because um, it's just so much. But I come to the conclusion that human love is limited. It can only love as much as it wants to give. Think about some of this stuff. Because I didn't write this in one day. If I got a thought, I went and put it down. When I had all my thoughts together, all these folded crazy papers all over my desk, I put them all together and here it is. <laughs> but human, human, human love is limited. It can only love as much as it wants to give. But his love is unlimited, the Bible tells us. Because he has ample amounts of it. And he even uses words like abundant. When talking about pouring out his love on people, human love is emotional. It's feelings. If you love me, I love you. You do good to me, I love you. You don't, I hate you. Right. Today they got their arms all around you. Oh, I love you so much. In the morning you go for your own. Get away from me. It's emotional. There's a laugh. <laughs> I know her. <laughs> Human love is emotional. His love is not like that. 
unlimited. It's ample. He has tons and tons of amounts of it. It's an abundant when you talk about the love. The emotions, the feelings that we have in, in our love, it, it'll, it, it'll, it'll, it'll dominate human's love. We feel like we're, we're in love or, or we don't feel like we're in love. But you were okay five minutes ago. What happened? What I say? What right. I do? Right. Okay, I'll let the dog out now. See human love? It's how we feel. It's how our hormones are today. His love is not like that. He'll love you even if you don't love him. Think about that. That'll keep you up nights. He will love you even if you don't love him. We feel like we're in love or we feel we're not in love. Hormones, sleepless nights, worry, past hurts, Mexican food. I had some the other day. It was, oh. I can order that one no more. I tried it, sis. I told my wife, next time I'm getting the chicken. <laughs> all complicate our emotions. All those things I just mentioned, they complicate our emotions. Men, feel sorry for your wives. Because I always was glad I was born a boy and not a girl. You girls are just got so much going on. So love him up, guys. His love is committed. He's feeling for us. His feelings don't dictate to him. He just loves you, and that's it. And I mean loves you. What's the most greatest love a man can give for a person? To lay down their life. He did that. He did that. His love is deeper. It's so much more secure. You know, you're always wondering, when's that bum leaving? <laughs> Because you don't feel secure. But his love is secure. He said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'll never walk away from you. Can you say that to him and mean it? Who is this man called Jesus? He had them baffled when he showed up on the scene. They didn't know what to do with him. They couldn't, they couldn't handle him. My, my, my. So his love is deeper. So his love is secure. Human love is selfish. It has to suit our needs. It has to be there for us, I thought. To love you, you must love me. Human love. I'm moving because I feel spirits coming this way. But I'm speaking the truth and you know it. 
our needs. To love, we must be loved, but his love is unselfish. In fact, if, if uh, like I said before, if, if you've never ever even loved him, he'll, he still loves you. He loves you when you're in your, when you're in your mother's womb. My, my, my. One good thing about human love, though, one good thing I thought that it has going for it is that we could see it. You could see the twinkle in the baby's eyes when you look at him. And he knows somebody loves him. That's why his eyes are twinkling. That's one good thing I thought about it. My, my, my. And in the middle of a smile of your wife or husband, here we go, <laughs> in the joy of your kids, in the sounds of their voices, you could tell when they're happy and not happy. Emotions. That's human love. No wonder Hollywood has seven, eight, nine wives. Seven, eight, nine mother-in-laws. <laughs> They're still in good shape. Solomon had a thousand mother-in-laws. How do you please them? <laughs> Whose house do you go to eat in today? <laughs> my, my, my. But I really believe with all my heart and soul, all kidding aside, that Christian love should be God's love to human relationships. It really should. Because we should all have someone in our lives to look back at and say, wow, I really seen God's love in that guy or that girl or that woman. And I have a few in my, in, in, in my walk for the last 42 years that has inspired me because I really seen they were men and women of God. It just poured out. And you knew. If you ever had that spirit that they had, you'd be so much better off. You don't see many like that today. But there should be somebody in your life that you could always look back. When we look at the love of, of, of the Lord, we, we, we make some great, great discoveries, I thought. Because love is more than a decision, than an emotion. When we can love God, it'll be in the best interest of our lives. It might mean applauding good behavior sometimes. You know yourself, you got kids. You got baby husbands that need to be patted too. They need to be applauded. Oh, you remember to wash the glass on the shower door. <laughs> Applaud them. I'm talking about human love. Jesus did it. He applauded the centurion, I thought, because of his faith. He also, um, the sacrifice of the woman with the, uh, with the alabasca bottle, he, he, he applauded her, Matthew 8, 5, and 10, and, and 26, 6, and 13. Christ-like, my, 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 Christ-like love applauds good behavior. Amen. Are you patting your kids on the back if they do good in school? You should be. If your wife cooks you a good meal, you tell her it was a good meal. This one ain't burnt today, huh? 
My wife don't burn it. I do all the cooking. <laughs> Jesus loved his apostles. But he wasn't silent, I thought, when they were faithless. Matthew 8, 23 and 26. He loved the people in the temple, but they were hypocritical. In John uh, 2, 4 and 16, love does whatever it needs in the best interest of the purpose of the person to correct them. When your kids are going to run around your house and tear the place apart, they need to be corrected. They don't run around in a church sanctuary. This is a holy place where God lives. You, you learn to make them sit right next to you. Well, uh, in our church, when we first came in, the little babies were, were under the pews sleeping, and, and my kids were sitting right next to me, and everybody else's was. Because if you don't correct them, the scripture says you don't really love them. Because they'll grow up, and the cops will bring them home handcuffed. Because they ain't afraid of nothing or nobody. So in the best interest, Jesus corrected those that messed up. And we should do the same. Raise up a child away with God. When he's old, he won't depart from it. If he's wrong, he's wrong. You sit here, this is church, you shut your face. Like untrained kids, they have to be they have to be taught. The needy person always says, if the church loved me, they'd pay my bills. And I thought, man, I might be better off to get them a job. <laughs> so how do we overcome some of our bad habits? I had to think about that. And the most simplest thing that I thought of was replace them with good habits. If you've got to have a habit, do something. Make it a good one. Amen. If you have to base it, I thought, on your happiness and your contentment uh, uh, on the Lord, when trials come, endure them. With patience. Start a habit of prayer every day. Be faithful to it. And it'll change your life. Right. Amen. Never mind Facebook. Ugh. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Ugh. All it is is gossip and make you feel worse than before you put it on. I don't understand how anybody can have it. Right. Shut the television off. Go find a place to pray. Why? And we won't be in the shapes that we're in. We're not going to be like this all the time. You never know how they are when they walk in the door. If they pray, they're going to be even. They're in love. They're happy. They're waiting, hallelujah, for the Lord to take them home. Never mind the nonsense and talking about. You know what? Don't talk about nobody no more. Because you know what? You don't own them. He owns them. And you'll have to answer to him for talking about that baby. When I thought of that, I had to say, oh. We don't own them to criticize them or beat them up. He owns them, so you're going to have to answer to him. So if you stay in prayer, you'll be happy when you see them. <laughs> yeah. 
start a habit of studying. James tells us in James 1 and 25 to study, show, find yourself, study to show yourself approved. Study brings happiness. It, it, it brings, it brings um, um, a, 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 a quick, a, a quick calmness, I thought, to your spirit. I love it when you when you when you see somebody hallelujah um, that uh, that's not feeling good or or somebody and they go into prayer and then when they come out and he comes out of the room you went in miserable this is me and you come out mmm good mmm good that's what prayer will do Amen. hey I'm human I go through everything you all go through I walk into one room one way and come out like a king you need it. Amen. We're human. We're emotional. There's a devil constantly bearing down on you. I just wrote a few things down here how to get you in good shape. Another habit has to, uh, is a must, a must habit. It's fellowship. Not with the world that God hates and your enemy. But fellowship with one another. Amen. Lift each other up. You fellowship with the world, they're not going to tell you, uh, 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 oh, yeah, yeah, continue going to church. That's great for you. They're going to tell you, no, 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 go with us, man. We're partying there. Happy hour, 7 o'clock. That's what the world will tell you. So fellowship with Christians, your brothers, your sisters, because they'll encourage one another. The world won't tell you to go to church. My, 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 my. So is he a fragment of our imagination? Can anybody put all this together like he did? And keep it together? Read your scriptures. There'll always be a winter. Always be a spring. Always be a summer. Always be a fall. It's been around since I've been around. And it'll be around long after I'm gone. Because he's consistent. He puts things in motion. And that's how to be. Put the sun where it is. If it comes a little closer to us, we'll burn up. If it goes a, a little bit further away, we'll freeze to death. Imagine it's been like that since the time it was spoken into existence. Let's stand. What a mighty God we serve. Amen. What a mighty God we serve. Go home, pull this up uh, 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 and, 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 and go over it again. Or get a, get a CD from David or Nibs or Ruth back there. And go over this. And then come up with your own conclusions. You got something?